Welcome back to the Jewish Growth Podcast. I'm Rabbi Ken Brodkin. It is great to be with you today. During my last trip to Israel back in 2019, I was riding a Sheirut through the Yehuda Desert toward the Dead Sea, and the guide pointed to the area of the Qumran Caves, to the side of the road there in the Yehuda Desert, and he explained that this barren place was where the Essenes once lived, that ascetic sect who authored the Dead Sea Scrolls. And I remember trying to picture the members of this ancient sect immersed in rituals of purity and impurity in this rocky, barren desert. And that kind of ascetic life is the image that many people think of when the term holiness or kedusha comes up. The term holy, for many people, feels like it should be reserved for a special subset of people carefully dedicated to sanctity in a holy place. And yet, in an iconic moment of Sefer Vayikra, Leviticus, that we're currently reading, Hashem tells Moshe to gather the entire people of Israel, commanding them to be holy. Kadoshim to you, you shall be kadosh, you shall be holy. And the command of Kedusha, really, within the Jewish people, was not for a specific group, but was proclaimed to the entire nation for every average Jew to hear. This is a message that is repeated many times throughout Vayikra, Leviticus. So holiness is an attainable goal that every Jew has to hold dear. And as Jews, we view holiness as something that is a practical path for our lives. Every Friday night, we make Kiddush, which entails sitting around the table with our family and drinking a cup of wine. And what could be more central to our aspiration as observant Jews in the idea of being a Kiddush Hashem or sanctifying God's name, making it holy? The idea that we should reflect positively upon the Torah and Hashem is a basic Jewish aspiration we all have. Kiddush Hashem, in the literal halachic sense, means giving up your life for the sake of heaven or being prepared to do so, as the Torah in Emor says, You shall not desecrate my holy name, rather, I shall be sanctified among the B'nai Israel. When we learn about our ancestors, average Jews, who were forced over the millennia to sacrifice their lives in an act of Kiddush Hashem, we consider this to be heroic. Now, sadly, just this past week, we witnessed three Jews, three fathers of 16 children total, who died horrifically in an act of Kiddush Hashem in Eldad in Israel, three more heroic martyrs in the history of the Jewish people. Kiddush Hashem is a pinnacle of life. On the other hand, what could be a greater contradiction and religious flaw than Chilol Hashem, desecration of God's name? What could be worse than a religious Jew who makes others feel that Torah observance isn't all that admirable? So Kedusha is a goal for the average Jew, and Chilol Hashem is what we want to avoid at all costs. But what does this all mean? Does Kiddush Hashem mean that we seek the approval of those around us? It's very possible that when we serve Hashem, people around us will mock us. If people look down at us because of our religiosity, is that something that should be avoided? Imagine someone at work wants to celebrate the birthday of their Jewish observant co-worker and they go out of their way to express appreciation and get them a cake from the local bakery. The observing religious Jew tries to be as polite as possible while declining this lovely gesture of the non-kosher cake. And in spite of their best efforts, the non-Jew is offended. Is that problematic? Does it contain a trace of Chil Hashem? 
What we can surmise from this line of questioning, from this challenge, is that there's a tension that we face as Torah Jews. On the one hand, we have an aspiration to reflect beautifully upon the Torah. On the other hand, it's not always clear what impression we make with our Torah observance and how much that should be a factor. There's a, this is a typical tension for someone who is a convert or someone who comes from a non-observant family who comes to Jewish observance. I know a boy here in Portland he strives to keep mitzvot, davening, kashrus, Shabbos. His parents, who are not versed in Torah learning, find this to be displeasing. And that's part of the landscape we live in, whoever you are. It might not be your parents, but there's plenty of people we might interact with where we feel this conflict. What do we do with the tension between our desire to be a Kiddush Hashem combined with the fact that our lives as Jews may be displeasing to others? The Gemara is clear that we should strive to make God's name beloved. The Talmud in Yoma 86a quotes a Pusik, a verse which states that we are commanded to love Hashem. In the Gemara comments, this implies that we ought to make the name of Hashem beloved through our own deeds. The Gemara explains... This means that a person should read Tanakh, learn Mishnah, serve Torah scholars, and his business dealings with people should be in a pleasant manner. This way, the Gemara explains, people will look at you and say, how fortunate is the person who learns Torah, how pleasant are their ways, how refined are his deeds. Regarding him, scripture states, Vayomer li Yisrael asher pa'er. God said unto me, you are my servant, Israel, Jewish people, through whom I am glorified. In a similar vein, the Gemara asks, what constitutes a desecration of God's name? Rava answers, what is a desecration? If someone like me, a Torah scholar, would take meat from a butcher and not give the money promptly, that would constitute a desecration. And the Rambam comments in this and adds that there are some actions that are off-putting. And even if they're not technically forbidden, like speaking unkindly to people, that is a desecration. He writes, a person should be particular with themselves to speak pleasantly with people, have his mind in tune with them, greeting them with a cheerful countenance, being patient and never insulting and honoring people, even those who make light of you. The Rambam continues, you should do business in good faith. About such a person, the verse of Marks, you are my servant Israel in in, in whom I glorify. The important thing in all of this is that our rabbis are teaching us that there are objective standards for making God's name beloved. We need to do what's objectively good in the eyes of the Torah, even if it goes beyond the letter of the law. And yet, even when we follow the Torah, there can be that conflict that arises. And the Torah points to this issue when it says, Ish avi vi'imo tira'u ve'eschab sosai tishmaru ani Hashem. Every man shall fear his mother and his father, and he shall guard my Sabbaths. I am Hashem. What is the connection between honoring parents and guarding Shabbos? Rashi explains, The Torah juxtaposes guarding Shabbos to fearing your father in order to teach you, even though you've been commanded in fearing your father and mother, if your parent tells you to desecrate the Sabbath, do not heed unto them. God, who commanded us to honor our parents, also commanded us not to desecrate Shabbos. Hashem is the source of all mitzvot. Should our parents instruct us to ignore Shabbos, God's mitzvah resolves the situation. This is a basic halachic principle, but beyond halacha, it leads right back to that pressure point. 
And in that point of tension, we might feel the desire to serve God on the one hand, and yet, on the other hand, we're questioning how others view us. Now, I've davened many times with the Talos and Tefillinon in many an airport, but I also know Jews who feel quite uncomfortable rapping in Talos and Tefillin so publicly, as my daughters are prone to say, Abba, that was awkward. Now, the Ramar of Moshe Israelis in the opening of the Shulchan Aruch, speaks about this, and he explains that there is a basic principle of shivisi Hashem l'negdi samid, or I place God before me at all times. The Ramah then adds that a person should not be embarrassed because of those people who mock them in their service of God. The Mishnah Burra also explains that while we should not be ashamed of our mitzvot, we also shouldn't quarrel with our detractors, as quarreling is a bad trait. In any case, here's the challenge. We want to sanctify God's name. Sometimes people will look at that in a negative way. And at the same time, we need to be cautious about not arousing enmity. But in truth, feeling this tension is really part of the landscape for any Jew who observes Torah on any level in their interactions with the greater society. Several years ago, I attended a fundraising conference at a hotel in Chicago Believe me, from breakfast to happy hour, there are plenty of opportunities for awkward moments. Now, for sure, there's halachic resolutions to these issues. But beyond the halachic resolution just lies attention in our lives. Are we a kiddush Hashem? How are we making people feel? Are people disparaging us? Should we care? These are thoughts that occur to us. But this feeling of tension or conflict is part of our landscape. And that's actually a good thing. As Jews of the Torah, we have multiple aspirations, and those aspirations are not always in perfect harmony. They don't always all work out. The Mishnah in Pirkei Avos quotes Rabbi who asks, What is the straight path that a person should choose for themselves? Whatever brings splendor to the person doing the action and splendor from other people. And the Maharal explains that there are two matters here. First, we need to do what brings splendor to the person doing the action, meaning we must do what's intrinsically good in God's eyes. And secondly, we need to do what brings splendor from other people, from our fellow man. And so there's these two axioms, what is truly pristine in God's eyes, together with how other people are responding to us, And it doesn't always work out perfectly. And so there's a sense of conflict. And so we're striving in our lives for Kedusha and trying to reflect beautifully upon Hashem, even as we operate in a world that doesn't always agree with us. And as we creatively live in this tension, we definitely still are creating a Kiddush Hashem. I know of a particular Jew who travels all around the world on business, including here in Portland, Oregon. And he's told me about going out to fancy restaurants with large groups of people and sitting and not ordering a thing aside from the water in certain circumstances that he's been in. Is it awkward? Sure. Do people give him looks? Maybe. But is he a kiddush Hashem? And the answer is absolutely. So don't be dismayed by tension. Sometimes we can't resolve all of the conflicts that come up in a Jewish Torah life. And sometimes we can't, other times we can, but the tension is a part of our creative life. And as we keep these multiple goals before our eyes and we strive in them, 
We're just average Jews living a holy life. Thanks for being with me today. I'm Ken Brodkin, and this is the Jewish Growth Podcast.